The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Carrie Oston about her escape wedding at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear what she did with the package to customize it and how everything turned out. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. So first of all, how did you guys decide to get married at Walt Disney World with the escape package? Well, my husband actually proposed at Magic Kingdom on the teacups. So from the get-go, Disney World was a front runner in our planning process. We both knew we wanted a destination wedding that was very intimate with just our immediate families and closest friends. So the escape package offered us a great way to celebrate our wedding with our favorite people in a beautiful setting that was very budget-friendly. Now, I have to ask, how in the heck did he propose on the teacups while they were going a mile a minute and you were being thrown around inside a teacup? You know, it was it was really funny. The week that we got there, it was in January of 2013. The teacups were actually supposed to be closed for renovations. So we kind of just happenstance walked over there. I was so thrilled that they were open that I didn't know what to do with myself. And as soon as we sat down, there was a ring and I screamed and... We proceeded to celebrate, I guess, as the ride continued. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it was really fun. Okay, so then after hearing about your Disney proposal, were your friends and family shocked, excited when they found out that they had to go to Disney World for your wedding? You know, my family has been going to Disney World for about 20 years, so I think that they were ecstatic and kind of expecting it. I would say overall, our family and friends were overwhelmingly supportive. You know, you can't please everyone, but... I think overall, everybody was really excited. Due to the guest limits placed on the escape package, though, we did have to be very careful about how we explained our situation to our friends and families that we weren't able to invite to the wedding, especially extended family. We had to be very careful not to hurt their feelings. So do you have any tips about that? Because I know that can be a big deal for people who have really large families, but they want to have a small wedding. You know, we were very fortunate in that my extended family, which was the bulk of the people we had to explain to, were just very understanding. It could be because we're a little bit older. We got married when I was 30 and my husband was 28. So I guess maybe they were just kind of not as concerned about it. I'm not quite sure, but they they all took it really well. That's good to hear. How many guests ended up coming? We had 19 and a two-year-old, so we just made it under the total guest limit. That's great. 
Now, tell me a bit about how you planned your event, because they don't have a planning session with the escape. And so sometimes people think, well, is that going to be tricky? I have to do everything over the phone or the internet. How did it work for you? Well, I would say when I started the researching process, the Disney fairy tale website wasn't extremely extensive and didn't have a ton of information about escape weddings. So initially I found the best resources before I could actually contact DFTW were the Passporters Disney wedding book and (laughs) shout out to Carrie's book and reading through just pouring over bride's posts on the disboards, planning journals and those kinds of things were extremely helpful. Once I was able to officially start planning with DFTW, I spent a lot of time going through the escape planning kit, which I found to be very comprehensive. And then I was also able to have several phone calls with both my planner and the floral planner. So I felt through all of those, it made planning long distance very manageable. And like you mentioned, since escape brides don't have planning sessions, for things that you really just couldn't get a feel of by seeing in the escape planning kit, I was able to get opinions on things like cake flavors from the disboards and the various Disney brides groups on Facebook. That's great. That's good. You had a lot of resources. Yes. So then which options from the package did you choose and did you add any upgrades? Well, we did add some upgrades for the floral. We did the whimsical garden bouquet with the garden boutonniere. We did upgrade our cake to the whimsical romance cake to go with the Mad Hatter teacup homage. We stuck with the standard transportation. Since we utilize outside photography, we were able to switch out our photo package that came with the escape package for the one-hour family resort shoot, which was pretty wonderful. Additionally, we added extra floral, and we paid to upgrade the cake and extra champagne. Okay. And the upgrades on the cake was just because you wanted a Mad Hatter? Correct. And because we went with a chocolate cake with peanut butter cup mousse, the peanut butter cup mousse was also an extra fee. Do you remember how much they charged you for that flavor upgrade? It was $25. Okay, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Totally worth it. Now, you mentioned that you swapped out the photography for a family shoot. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about how that works? Sure. Basically, they send out a Disney fine arts photographer. We had Ty, who's also a wedding photographer. And it's a one-hour photo shoot, and you choose one of any of the Disney resorts. To make it easy, we chose Port Orleans Riverside, which is where we were staying. It's a casual shoot, so it's not in your bridal attire. And it's basically taking photos all across the resort. And then you get a small little photo album that's more of a proof book and a disc with all of your photos on it. That's great. How did you like your photos? You know, I thought that they were really fun. We really enjoyed the experience, and we did it with my parents as kind of a thank you for all of their help with the wedding. So it was a really nice option. That's a great idea. Yeah. And so then you brought your own photographer for the escape event. Who was your photographer? Regina Hyman. Who used to work for Disney. (laughs) Correct. And that's how actually I found her originally was through her Disney photos. That's great. So then can you give us a basic timeline of how the wedding day ran? Sure. Our ceremony was at 2.30 p.m., So Carolyn Allens came early that morning, about 6 a.m., to press my dress and veil. Beauty Special came for hair and makeup around 10. Then the limo picked up our guests in three shifts, and I arrived at the boardwalk around 2 o'clock. My husband's very traditional, so we did not do a first look. 
Instead, I did a first look with my dad, which was super fun. Um, and we did a few bridal shots for the ceremony. After the ceremony, we had the cake cutting and first dances. I would say our total time at Seabreeze Point was about an hour. Afterwards, we took photos around the Boardwalk and Beach Club for about another hour while the rest of our guests just grabbed drinks on the patio of the Big River Grill and Brewery. And then we all had dinner together at Flying Fish Cafe and finished the night at Jelly Rolls. So did you make just a regular reservation at Flying Fish or did you work with the manager or how did you do that? I worked with the manager of the restaurant. I believe that for the entire boardwalk, they have an assistant that works for all of the groups. So I started that process probably eight months before the wedding, and she was able to actually make the reservations for us at six months. That's great. And then did you have a set menu or printed menus or put out flowers or anything like that? We did have printed menus. And for Flying Fish, they do a prefix. It's a four-course menu for all groups. And at the time that we did it, it was $75 per adult. And then kids are just allowed to order from the regular kids menu. That's great. And then Jelly Rolls, was that an organized thing that you told your guests, hey, this is what we're going to do after? Or did it just sort of naturally happen that nobody wanted to go home? (laughs) It just sort of naturally happened and kind of the group split off. My sister has three small children, so they all went back to the resort and there was just a small group of us that went to Jelly Rolls. That sounds like fun. It was very fun. So what were the three most important aspects of your wedding when you were planning? I think the first most important aspect for me was photography. Not just with Disney, but in general, I've heard so many horror stories of brides being disappointed in their wedding photos that I wanted to make sure that that was a splurge for us. And I feel like it's such an important day in your life, and I wanted to make sure it was captured in the right way. My second most important was probably the dinner after the wedding. We were asking our family and friends to fly halfway across the country, with most of them taking a week off from work to attend our wedding. We wanted to provide them with a really fantastic dining experience to show them our appreciation. And I feel like Disney World signature restaurants just make that such a feasible experience for couples. That's true. And did you choose Flying Fish because it was close or it was a favorite restaurant or the menu sounded good? A little bit of both. We debated between Narcoosie's and Flying Fish. And just with the ease of it, not having to add extra transportation, Flying Fish just worked out so well. And the restaurant, they were extremely accommodating. That's great to hear. My third thing, I think, would have been videography. We originally didn't budget for video at all. um, But when I asked a group of fellow Disney brides kind of what they thought their most, I guess, special splurges were or anything they regretted not including in their wedding day, video was overwhelmingly the number one response. So at that point, I knew I had to find a way to budget it in. And I, with the finished product, I'm so glad that we included video. There were so many pieces of the day that I either didn't see or didn't remember. So it's great to have them captured. Okay, so then what were the aspects that were maybe less important to you and a place where you maybe saved time or money? You know, I think the least important to me would have been decorations. I feel like Seabreeze Point is so stunning in its own right that I didn't feel like it needed extra decorations. I don't know if this was less important to me, but we kind of knew from the get-go that characters were going to be completely out of the budget. So as a compromise, we did a brunch the next morning with all of our guests at Chef Mickey's. So we felt like that provided the classic Disney character aspect without us having to pay for characters for the wedding. That's a great idea. Yeah, it was really fun. The other piece, I think, where I wanted to save money was transportation. 
with the escape package having four hours of limo, I didn't really want to have to pay for any extra transportation over that. So we were really careful to work with our wedding planner to make sure that we could do three shifts of getting our guests from resorts to the boardwalk, which worked, ended up working really well. That's cool. So what turned out to be your favorite memory of your wedding day? I believe my favorite memory was at the end of the night as we were walking down the boardwalk, leaving Jelly Rolls with all the resort lights and just kind of reliving the day in my mind while still in my wedding dress. It was just a fun way to kind of finish out the day. Also, my husband and I crammed ourselves into the photo booth at the end of the night, and it's one of my favorite pictures. I mean, we just look ragged, but it's it's such a fun memory, and it's actually framed. It's the only framed wedding photo I have in my office. <laughs> so it was it was really fun. That's funny. And did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? We did have one slight snafu. One of our groomsmen, he flew in for the wedding directly from Afghanistan. And so he, as soon as he arrived on Saturday, the wedding was Tuesday, he sent his suit and tie to the dry cleaner through the resorts. And it all returned on Monday night. And I believe the dry cleaner maybe laundered his suit and tie instead of dry cleaned. So his tie was shredded. Oh, no. So the guys, instead of enjoying the night before the wedding, kind of panicked, went to the front desk, and the next morning had to get our wedding planner involved, and she really came to the rescue. She arranged transportation to get the guys to Men's Warehouse to buy a new tie. The resort paid for everything. So while it was, a, I think, a big deal at the time, I'm really thankful that I was not clued into the situation. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about it until after the ceremony was over. That's great. And it sounds like Disney did a great job of making it right. They really did. And our wedding planner, she was just an all-star in getting everything to come together. That's great. Now, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and didn't turn out to be? You know, I think since I have such a type A planning personality, I turned a lot of things into a big deal that shouldn't have been in my own mind. (laughs) I think I was so concerned with things not going smoothly up until the morning of. It was supposed to rain through our entire ceremony, and I was really concerned about that. The rain held off, and our planner, Kristen, made sure the events of the day ran like clockwork. So a lot of things turned out not to be a big deal. That's great to hear. And is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known then? Well, I would say, I think it's fair to say that if everything's included in your BEO, your banquet event order, that that's really how your day will go. And I think I could have worried a lot less in the days leading up to my wedding if I'd really just kind of let go of all of that. I feel like the wedding planners, especially the escape planners, they're so good at what they do that I I think I could have stressed a lot less. That's a good point. Yeah. So do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? You know, I think it's really important to utilize all of the resources that are out there for planning purposes. Also, just to enjoy the experience. It goes by so quickly, and I think we all get caught up so much in all of the little details when you should really just enjoy being a bride. (laughs) Definitely. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for someone who's looking into doing an escape event. And I thank you for sharing your time. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. 
You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.